Now, do you feel a little bit constrained now by your past? I mean, I, I saw you last time in the UK. It was 2004. It was the Wild West tour, I think you call this. Oh, yeah. Uh, if you remember that. And um, I'm really looking forward now to uh, August 2015 when it's the anniversary show. But I remember then, Fee, you, you, um, you had your frighteningly uh, high heel boots on, you know. Although, actually, you had to be quite close to see them, really, from, uh, from the audience. And it was almost a caricature of a caricature. And I was just wondering whether you have to, for certain fans anyway, or, you know, there's this split, really, between the, the, the stage persona of the 70s, really, the late 70s, and the great music that you made later. Um, you know, how do you view that yourself? Do you, do you feel a little bit tied by the past? Well, not really. Uh, uh, where did you see a Shepherd's Bush? No, this was up in Liverpool, actually, at that time. Oh, in Liverpool. Yeah. Oh. Uh, I, I suppose what I'm also saying is that really, you know, you need a big stage, don't you, for some of these things? Yeah. And um, you, yeah. you, you had that big stage back in the 70s, certainly. Yeah. Yeah, and, and and I think on this tour we're going to play some probably places that are not big enough for us to play, but you're kind of constrained on, you know, a, a promoter, you know, everybody knows, you know, they, you don't want to lose money, you know, you know we're not going to, we're not going to fill up a 2,000 seat theater, and they know that, and so they make us an offer for a club, and I love playing clubs, and... Uh, but sometimes you can't do, you know, the massive production you want to do. But the, the reason, I mean, I like, I like, we, we, at one point we got to the point where we were playing, you know, like 20,000 seaters and, and doing a big productions. But for me, it's, you lose the, 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 you lose the personality on a, for, I mean, that's just the way the tubes are. You know, we're not just a straight rock and roll band that's just playing the songs. And nobody really cares what I'm wearing or what I, what my facial expressions might be, but but that's for me that's a big part of our show is that that person person I mean that personality of our band and and being able to get up close and see Roger's face and to see my face and to see those weird costumes and to see the big shoes up close. Mm -hmm. uh, it, it's funny we you know because we kind of we kind of created this this persona that works better in a small venue than a large venue which is kind of you know which is kind of at odds with you know everybody wants to be a big rock band playing in stadiums mm. you know and making a shitload of money and uh but it just that's the way it worked with us it just doesn't work so much you know the people the people can't see my eyes i can't see their eyes i can't see you know their big glowing joyous face when they're you know looking at me in the big shoes or one of the the weird costumes i'm wearing and uh so i mean you know you you are constrained but that's just i've 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 kind of you've adapted I've really kind of yeah. gotten over it you know for a while i was kind of pissed off because you know here we are you know we were big time and you know and and we're trying to come back now on a smaller scale, and we, you know, but but the more we do it, and the more I see those faces up close and see that joy pouring out up close, you know, the better, the the more I like it. 
So are but, you are you saying there, Fee, then, really, actually, you quite like these smaller gigs? I like the smaller gigs. I yeah, do. I like yeah. Them. Mm. Because when we do, you know, like we've been playing, we've been playing uh, this, this 80s rock tour, and it's called... Uh, Rock of the 80s. It's, a, it's a, a rock tour that's been going around the USA, and we've been playing with, you know, with like the Berlin and the Motels and Romantics and Smithereens and us, and, you know, and usually in a festival type uh, situation, you know, we're playing 40 minutes, 50 minutes, and we're, you know, there's not a lot of comedy going on, there's not a lot of ranting. I mean, I go off sometimes, you know, in between songs, and I just, yak for five or ten minutes until the band look, starts looking at me going, okay, okay, rap, and I'm, you know, I'm up there being a comedian, getting laughs, and so I'm just pushing it and taking it as far as I can, but when we do these big festival shows, you know, there's 10,000 people out there, but they can't, they, they can't see your face, they don't know what's going on, so we're playing this 50-minute set of non-stop hits, you know, bam, 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 one after the other, not a lot of talking, not a lot of you know, really quick costume changes, and uh, uh, not a lot of not a lot of extended instrumental uh, musical portions, right? And I mean, and you make more money, great. But I, it's never for me. It's never as fulfilling as playing some little 500 seater, you know, mm. and in in uh, wherever some little town uh, in a little. And that, that's one thing that you know, I I. Uh, one thing that I'm really looking forward to in the UK is getting out of London. The last two or three trips we've made over there has been London only. And so, you know, and London is kind of, I mean, I love playing London. I love London. I love England. And, you know, my, my dad's whole family was from Brighton. So I'm half English. I'm half English and I'm half Sicilian. <laughs> and uh, my mother's family was from Sicily. So it's, well, playing London's kind of like playing L.A., you know, we we don't ever ever hardly play L.A. because everybody you, they've seen it all. Mm. You know, mm. it's like playing New York City. Everybody's seen it all. You've done it all. They're jaded. It's like you know, impress me. So that's why I'm well, one of the reasons I'm really looking forward to this is getting out into you know, seeing into Leeds and Wolverhampton and Southampton and Bristol and Brighton and Glasgow and Edinburgh and and you know, playing these towns that aren't full of a bunch of London jaded people. I think that's a really good thing, actually. It's great to hear you say that. And, of course, we, we should tell listeners who aren't that familiar with uh, the Tube's history that, um, really, I think I'm right in saying that it was the UK that became your first biggest market. It was this, I think you were more successful, as far as the records, oh, yeah. the albums, you know, a little bit later on in the States, the early 80s, let's say. So... I would have thought you, you, apart from, I didn't know that, uh, Fee, that you had a sort of family connection, but I think as far as the band goes, you must have quite an affection for the country, really, which um, I know oh, there, yeah. there was a lot of controversy, wasn't there, in the uh, the late 70s, but we'll come on to that, really. What about fans these days? I'm sort of fascinated, really, being a fan of the Tubes. I mean, can you analyse what sort of fans are likely to be attracted to a Tubes gig? I mean, do they come to see your stack heels, or do you sense they they've sort of stuck with you through thick and thin. And then there'll be another... I mean, I put myself in the the sort of the latter group of people who actually really like the music, because when we come on to talk a bit more about the 
the stuff you did remote control onwards there's some great stuff there really so how would you well, analyze the um, the interest in the band fee you know well you know i think that i think for the i think the majority i mean there's always the the fans who have heard the rumors or heard the legend or heard this or heard that and they're coming out of curiosity and not really knowing what to expect and then hopefully they enjoy themselves and they love the whole theatrical uh, aspect as well as the music but i think for the most part it's people it's these people that have been coming to see us since you know since we were kids since they were in college mm-hmm. you know and they oh white punks on dope was our theme was our theme song at college or or don't want to wait anymore was our wedding song and and so they there these people have been coming to see us for uh, forever and now they're bringing their kids and their kids are you know pretty hip and their kids are into 80s classic rock you know and everybody from the 80s is still out there i mean the whole you i mean the world is full of 80s bands that are still touring and some of them you know some of them don't have many original members you know or maybe maybe just the lead singer and that was it and a bunch of other you know musician musicians but our our we have a five-man lineup now and four of us are original members four of us have been together for 40 years Mm. and uh uh so i think it's i think it's kind of a combination and and that's why that's why we try every year because we know that we know these people have seen us 10 times and people come oh i saw you 35 times wow man and so they we know that and so we constantly every year we try to change the theme of the show you know last our last show was kind of an Italian theme, La Dolce Tubes, Dolce Vita, the movie, that, and, and Fellini, and, and, you know, Marcello Mastriani, and Sophia Loren, and that whole kind of Fellini-esque satiricon. Remember satiricon? Unbelievable. So we kind of built a show around that kind of theme, and I kind of melded those kind of characters into our songs. You know, the year before that, the, we kind of did a... We kind of did a, uh, a more of a, what was the Burt Reynolds movie where he was a, a, a fallen preacher? Uh, that was, you know, I kind of came out and played the, the preacher who was only interested pretty much in sex and drugs and alcohol mm-hmm. instead of religion. And, uh, <laughs> and then this time we kind of, we went to this, uh, this kind of, this current, this current show uh, was kind of based on the film, film noir period of hollywood back in the 40s because we went to a uh we went to a a film noir festival and we saw all these you know we saw african queen and the maltese falcon and the big sleep and and these great you know raymond chandler kind of scripts that were and humphrey bogart and and edward g robinson and and you know and it just we kind of went wow this was so cool and it's so kind of dark and black and white and very seedy and kind of the underbelly of of rock and roll and so we kind of developed a developed a show around that and and those characters i'm kind of doing a a a sam spade kind of gumshoe guy in a in an english trench coat and uh and you know edward g robinson in prison wearing prison stripes and a straight jacket and uh, Mr. Hate has kind of morphed into that. And uh, so, and, and the reason we do this is because we know that these fans, ha- all, they already saw the other show. They already saw, 
you know, La Dolce tubes. They saw that. So I, I don't want to come back, you know, two years later and be doing the same show mm. and uh, doing the Tubes Tour Noir show and uh, with these other, I mean, this, they all want to, they all want to, they all come back to hear the songs, you know, it's like, so we just kind of morph, morph characters and costumes around the songs that they want to hear and we, you know, every time we, there's, there's like a core of songs that we have to play to keep every, you know, to make them happy. We have to play, you know, Talk to You Later, and She's a Beauty, and we have to play What Do You Want From Life, and we have to play White Punks on Dope, and we have to play Mondo Bondage, and then, and so maybe there's five or six or seven songs that are always there. But then the periphery, then the other, usually we do about 20 songs, so then the other 12 or 13 songs are different than the last show you saw. You know, this time we're throwing in Mr. Hate, and we're throwing in, you know, Sinatra doing This Town, and we're throwing in, uh, you know, Sushi Girl. You know, you get, like I said, you get the, sev- the same seven or eight songs every time, but the other 12 change, and the characters around them change. Everybody's happy, you know. You get the songs, the hits that you want to hear, and you get a different show than you saw last time with different characters and you know, of course, you have to do Quaalude. Quaalude's got to be there, and I'm still wearing those big shoes. I still have the 18-inch high platform shoes. <laughs> still wearing them. Well, and we're glad to hear that, actually. Um, I mean, it keeps it fresh for you as well, doesn't it? Not only the audience, right. but it keeps right. your interest it's going. You know? yeah. Exactly. Yeah. I don't know how, you know, although, you know, I, I don't know how Robin does it, the lead singer of Cheap Trick. I mean, they've been doing the same set for 30 years. <laughs> yeah. And, I don't know how he does it. I don't know how the hell he does it without going crazy. You know, but I love them. I love, you know, I've seen them, I've seen them three or four times, you know, but, but I don't know how bands do that. You know, I don't know how they do the same set again and again and again. I mean, it's surprising how many do uh, play safe, you know, even bands you think should know better, Fee, you know, I mean, yeah. I, I think it's, uh, I mean, hopefully we'll come on to talk about this sort of the set list thing, but I always think it's nice when you introduce something that's from maybe not, um, a mainstream album from the band and it, it, it means that people can go and investigate and oftentimes, you know, right. you, you're discovering something really good that you didn't know about, you know. Yeah, yeah, I know. I mean, it's it's for us as much as it is for them. I want to do different stuff and new, and I look, I get excited about, you know, I wanted to do, in this show, I wanted to do Mr. Hate in a straight jacket and I thought, well, wow, I, you know, I want to, so I went online and I found this company that makes real straight jackets uh, it's called monkey dungeon <laughs> monkey dungeon and they do all this wacky bondage stuff and restraints and they make straight jackets and I mean, they, they make straight jackets that go all the way down to your ankles 